Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa. Whichever holidays you celebrate this time of year, I'm so glad you're here for our holiday-themed episodes. Isn't the music so fun and festive? You're listening to Season 4 of The Tailored Creative Show, where every show is created with you in mind. I'm Taylor, and this show allows me the opportunity to chat with fascinating people. Today, my dear friend Erin and I bring you our Christmas favorites. Favorite cookies, favorite songs, and favorite ornaments and decor pieces. Though we tried to limit each category to five items, we had plenty of honorable mentions because it's so hard to choose. You'll hear us explain why all Christmas cookies should be small, why some of our favorite Christmas songs are actually not the classic ones, though we love those too, and how many of our holiday favorites stem from nostalgia. We've got some hot holiday takes and cover a lot of ground in this episode. Erin was a friend I met during my college years, and I'm so happy she's still part of my life. She's kind, funny, and just as sweet as each of our favorite cookies. You're going to love her. As always, I want to know some of your favorites. On Instagram or Facebook, share your holiday favorites with us. What are your favorite Christmas cookies, songs, decorations, or traditions? Take note of what makes you happy this season, because even if you don't share it with us, it's fun to reflect and enjoy your favorite things. And now, Erin and I will share what we love with you. Erin, I've known you since college, and you and I, we weren't, we were going to the same school, but we weren't like on campus at the same time. We met at church. Right. Did we meet at Crux? That's what I've been thinking. I was thinking about this this morning. I was like, when did we first meet? But I've got to figure it was probably at Crux. Yeah. And so for those who don't know, probably mostly everyone, um, Crux was our church group, um, meaning like the crux of your your life in college. And so um, we had a really solid church group and uh, that's where we met. And we just kind of kindled a friendship from that. Yes. I I love looking back at it because we've had some really fun like little girls trips and days out and stuff like that. And it was funny because we really didn't have I mean, we didn't have any school in our you know, interaction. It was really just church. I mean, yeah, we've done so many things since. And do you remember we went to Williamsburg? Did we go to the um, the Roanoke Star? Yes, we sure did. <laughs> See, like random thing. I, I love it. And I wish you were in my life more. But you know what? I'll take what I can get. I know. One time we went to Smith Mountain Lake and went shopping. And every time <gasps> that I pass like the marina where there <sighs> were some shops, I think of you. <laughs> oh, I think of you in so many different respects. But I totally forgot about that because I've been there several other times. Um, there were, I, I think if you, every time I go to Bush Gardens and pass that bridge, like the one that we took a picture on, um, we, man, I totally forgot we went to Smith Mountain. Like every kind of like spring in Virginia, it was warmer in March than it was, you know, in Pennsylvania where I'm from. And so I would kind of venture out to Smith Mountain Lake and um, just go to those little shops. It wasn't warm enough to sit by the lake or anything. Nothing was green yet, but that was so fun. Yes, such good memories. You were one of my friends in town. Your parents had me over for that Easter Sunday. Yes. I will never forget that. That's right, man. I forget so many things. College feels like it was farther away ago than I wanted I to know. be because it feels like yesterday in some ways. But then I realize I've gotten older mm-hmm. since then. The last time I was in Lynchburg, I didn't even go on campus just because I have friends in town, but you know, I have no need to go on campus. Wow. And um, but couple couple visits ago when I was on campus actually for my brother's graduation um last year we it was just so weird because you're like who are these children running around and you're like oh I'm not a college student anymore because you feel like oh I'm back back at the local haunt and it's like these are not my people yes this is not my place young to me we just went to a basketball game last night I was like these are babies on the court they're not college students (laughs) oh I know and so, yeah, because you still live, um, you grew up in the area, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so wait, remind me, your family's, your mom's from Pennsylvania, but then you yes. grew up in Virginia. That's right. My mom's from okay. Pennsylvania. My dad's from New York, but both of them came down mm-hmm. to Virginia kind of around college time. And then they met at their church oh. in their singles class. And then they've been here ever since. So I'm kind of like, I'm Virginia born and raised, not quite Lynchburg because we lived in Amherst, but still Lynchburg's kind sure. of in the hub where my social life has been for all my life. That's so cool. I didn't know your parents met in Lynchburg. That's neat. Yes. It's, did they come to Liberty? My mom did for a short time and then she finished out in nursing school at Centra back when they had a nursing program. Okay. So, And my dad came down for a job actually. So I guess he did not, he finished school before he came down, but it was just it was they yeah they both came down here for kind of like their beginning of careers and then they met at church in Sunday school 
Very cool. Well, so you are here for one of our Christmas episodes, and we are going to kind of give a list of favorite things. So we've got favorite cookies, favorite songs, favorite um, like Christmas decor pieces. And so I can't wait to hear yours. I have been looking forward to this for so long. Oh, I know. I'm so excited. I was thinking through my categories and I was like, wait, I can't limit to five. This is really hard. I know. <laughs> oh, I, I for sure have some honorable mentions, Good. some bonus things. Yeah. So um, you want to start? Okay. Does it matter which category we start with? Let's do, I mean, do you care? I do not care. Okay, let's do cookies first. Okay. So my favorite Christmas cookies, I don't know. I I haven't met many cookies that I didn't like, but I think my top favorite (laughs) is probably, my mom makes these like white velvet cutouts is what we call them, but they're basically like a sugar cookie type, like a cutout cookie that you, you know, roll and use all the fun Christmas cutters, but they have like cream cheese in them and they taste they taste velvety. Mm. I don't even know how to describe it, except that's why they're called white sure. velvet cutouts and they're so good. So we can top those with icing or with sprinkles or whatever. But I just remember like, you know, those like core memories of being in the kitchen with your mom and sister and cutting out cookies for Christmas mm. and Christmas music playing in the background and you might have hot chocolate or something. So it's probably half the nostalgia and then only like half the taste, but I also love the taste. <laughs> I think that's most of what we have is partly nostalgia and partly taste. Yes. Um, so, and is it white, white velvet, like mix? No, it's, it's a homemade recipe, which it's not that many ingredients, but they're also like, they're very high maintenance. They're very fragile as you're cutting them out and they tear really easily. Mm. And they've got to be like the perfect temperature to work with. So they're not exactly like just the easiest, but it's just, it's worth it. It's so good. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. That's very interesting. My first one is toffee triangles. And so basically they are toffee on the bottom and they you mix like toffee pieces and something else um and spread that on a cookie sheet real thin and you bake that and we have a stone cookie sheet that we use Mm. and then once right when it comes out of the oven you immediately put um like semi-sweet chocolate chips on it um and sprinkle them over and give them a few minutes to melt to you know get soft and then you spread them all over so there's this layer of semi-sweet chocolate on top and then you take the rest of the um the little toffee bits and you sprinkle it on top of that and then let them fully cool and then you cut them into triangles that's and they are my absolute favorite so good (laughs) yes with with coffee or milk like oh they're my absolute favorite that sounds delicious Mm -hmm. and it's of course the memories of making them with mom and we still make them to this day and so it's it's my favorite oh I love that that's so cool yeah see What's your next one? Second on my list. We'll just keep going back and forth. Yes. Caramel creams. So we have this recipe where like you mm. roll up, it's kind of like a shortbread cookie, but it has yeah. pecans in it. And then you make this like frosting with browned butter. So it basically is just like this, I don't know, like caramely, like homemade caramely flavor. And it just melts in your mouth. And I could probably eat like 12 of them. In a <laughs> I don't, but I could. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, I don't like the little caramel creams that come in the, like the little wrap, but those, those cookies sound good. Yes. They, so caramel isn't probably like the best descriptor because it, it doesn't taste like your store brought, sure. like, um, you know, really chewy caramel. It just has like that caramelized flavor and oh, it's so good. Yes. Yeah. That I can imagine. I don't, the thing I don't like about caramel is when it like sticks to your teeth. Yes. So my favorite chocolates are Ghirardelli, um, squares because their caramel inside is yes. so thin. So you, oh, no sticking in oh. your teeth, but you still get all that no. flavor. Oh, yes. Good choice. Oh, the, the, and the salted caramel. So the milk chocolate salted, I think the dark is a little too dark for me in those yes. chocolates, but the milk chocolate salted caramel, I, I mean, right <laughs> I, I have no words. <laughs> so good. Um, so my next one is oatmeal raisin cookies, okay. just a basic, like they're so good. And I had found a recipe when I was a teenager and who knows where, which recipe it was. Cause it was on the internet when the internet was becoming a thing, but, um, it was so, they're so good. And so melt in your mouth. Good. I love cinnamon. I love raisins. So mm. those are the best. That sounds good. I think my next yeah. one. So this one, I don't know if it even counts as a cookie, but it is. And I also don't know if there's an official name for it, but I feel like everybody in this area <laughs> refers to it as crack because of how addictive it is. <laughs> <laughs> but have you had this? Am I the only one who knows about this? It's like it has a layer of like, I think you use like saltine or no, club crackers. And then you make this like butter sugar mixture that goes mm. over it that like hardens. And it's basically just, again, like a 
caramelized type, like sugary, buttery thing. And then you have chocolate spread on top. And so you're just Mm -hmm. eating these like thin chunks of this stuff. And I I don't know, Taylor, it is so good. And it really is. It lives up to its name. It is so addictive. (laughs) Uh, I I know, and I've of course I've heard of it. It might be more of a southern thing, okay, because it's not as popular here. But again, it could just be preference too. Yeah, enter my family as the as the favorite. I had such but, yeah. a weird time of trying to figure out like which things are northern <laughs> things, which are southern, because most of my food influence yeah. is from my mom growing up in Pennsylvania. Like we ate a lot of like Pennsylvania oh. Dutch type meals, and so. It's hilarious because my husband, Joey, huh. he grew up in Pennsylvania, but his mom was raised by his grandma who was from Virginia. And so it's like his food <laughs> influence is more Southern sometimes than I think mine is, which is just so funny to me. So it's like, he'll be, he'll know more about Southern foods and I'll know more about like Pennsylvania Dutch foods. So anyway, I'm always like, where is this from? And is this regional? And who's going to think I'm weird for liking this? <laughs> That's a, it's like Freaky Friday. That is so funny. Yeah. Um. So there is this is a very hot take. I, because we have a lot of Amish influence around us in Pennsylvania, I um, really don't like the Amish chocolate. They make it out of like palms, palm kernel seed oil, something along those lines. And I've always wondered why they're, because they have tiny peanut butter cups and I am nothing if not a person who loves tiny things um, and like bite size, Yes. but their, their peanut butter cups were so disappointing because I thought they would be, they would be really tasty and they weren't. That's and it was because- Everything I've tasted in their chocolate, I was like, this does not taste like normal chocolate, and that's why. Oh, I did not even know that. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's not all of them, but, like, everywhere I've gone, upstate New York or, you know, here in Pennsylvania or even other, like, I've been to Amish-type stores in Virginia yeah. on my travels, and they're, it's the same thing. So I don't know what it is. That is super interesting. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, so my next ones are M&M pretzel kisses or pretzel treats or whatever people call them, but they're the little square pretzels with a Hershey kiss that's a little bit melted and then you stick an M&M on top. Mm. Have you had these? I have. That's a good one. Okay. And they're so, the problem is they're so addicting and they're easy to just like pop right at a party. So I get overwhelmed by a giant cookie table. Yeah. So I will maybe have one of my favorites. I'm not one who like tries every cookie because usually I'm like. It's not even that I don't want to. It's just that I'm overwhelmed. And so I will have one of my favorites and then I'll have like a million of those pretzel pieces. (laughs) That's perfect. (laughs) Because literally, I don't even put them on a plate. I just walk by the table or while we're playing a game, like I just snack. It's great. I love it. My next one is also kind of like that in that you can eat a lot of them because they're not huge. But And I Mm -hmm. I think this is cheating. I guess I'm realizing that maybe I like desserts more than I like just cookies exclusively. (laughs) But the other thing I put on that I just love is Muddy Buddies or Puppy Chow or whatever you call it. Because, again, different regional names. But, like, the Czech cereal with peanut butter and chocolate and powdered sugar, it is just – I could eat just cupfuls and cupfuls of that stuff. And I feel like it feels like a holiday thing because the powdered sugar, it looks all white like snow. And so I feel like, I don't know, we eat them year round, but I think I associate them with holidays still. Yeah. Anything that's snacky, like I could eat an entire giant garbage bag of popcorn. Oh yeah. Um, like anything snacky, but I have a very hot take that I, I really prefer Christmas cookies small. Because yeah. you have so much stuff at the holidays, like cut the brownie smaller, make the cookies smaller because we want to try everything. But then I feel like if I have two cookies, then I'm full. Like after yes. a Christmas dinner, I'm full. And so, yeah. I so agree with that. I, and I also relate to the overwhelm you were talking about because, yeah, if there's just too yeah. much to choose from, I'm like, okay, I'm going to just pick like one thing because I just can't. Right. I can't think through Or half of half of that cookie and like someone else who agrees yes. with you will have the other half but you're like I don't because you don't need I can't a whole do this thing of one cookie you just need a taste no yes if I could have a whole platter that's like one bite size of every type of cookie I would be Goodness. happier than just like one big cookie for sure we need to do so in January we need to start a like after Christmas cookie exchange where we just have a cookie party because we're all tired of cookies during Christmas and we have bite-sized things. There you go. This is a great <laughs> idea. Be so fun. I like it. <laughs> great idea. All right. So now that that's done, um, the I think everybody should start that. So uh, double chocolate ch- chip chunk are my next ones. Okay. Like I love a chocolate chocolate cookie. Mm. I like a chocolate chip, but give me a double chocolate chunk. That sounds awesome. That sounds like a lot mm-hmm. of chocolate. <laughs> it is. <laughs> It is. And it makes me think of the like, what is it? Mother's brand, 
you know, that we used to get at Sodexo, the school cookies. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, but no, like handmade, handmade, or honestly, if you get them at like a big box store, like Sam's Club or even Walmart, like they're so gooey. They almost taste like a brownie. Mm, that sounds Cause, awesome. Because everybody loves a brownie. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, there it is. I think my last one and this one, like, I can't believe I'm including it on my list, but I'm just going to be really honest. Like those tubes <laughs> of sugar cookies that have like the okay. food coloring shape of like, you know, it could be like Rudolph or a Christmas tree or whatever. I do not frequently buy them, but they just, I love them so much. Like I don't ever have yeah. them. And I think that's why they still are a novelty. And also my mom is an awesome cook and baker. And so mm-hmm. we didn't buy like store-bought cookie dough. And I think that's why the child in me who didn't eat that growing mm. up is like, I don't know. I just, I have sure. this fascination with it. And it's like, if somebody's making them like, oh yeah, I'll take one. And they are small, which is something that we appreciate in a cookie. Yeah. It was the forbidden cookie. For that you. is exactly it. And that's, that's why it. I like it. Not because it's good, but yeah. because it was the forbidden yeah. cookie. That's it. And I, I prefer gooey or soft cookie all day yes. long. Like I'm really not a f- big fan of crunchy. Mm-hmm. Like it takes a lot in me. So, so I can appreciate the fact that that's just basically not even nostalgic. It's just the forbidden. Yes. That's it. <laughs> um, my last one is peanut butter candy. So my mom makes these for her coworkers. She'll, it's like a peanut butter mixture on the bottom and think a small square and then dark chocolate on top or semi-sweet chocolate. But basically it's like a really delectable peanut butter cup, better than a peanut butter cup, mm. not processed chocolate. It's so, so good. And because they're small, again, you can eat, they're really rich, but you can eat a bunch of them. Oh. It's, it's like fudge, but I don't love fudge. They're way better than fudge. That sounds awesome. And I like the small yeah. part again. I, I think what we're coming yeah. back to is the small. we want small cookies. Just Give me bite-sized cookies, yes. which is funny because I listened to the the snack show and they talk all about like Reese's big shapes. All they want is large shapes. Oh, I'm like, no. no, I like small. It might be <laughs> like, give me the tiny. but if it's small, then we can eat more of them. And yeah. more is better than yeah. one, right? <laughs> it feels that way. Totally. And yeah, you can have more of everything. Yes. Like just you can try everything. So some of my um, honorable mentions were cinnamon, cinnamon rolls, which obviously sure. this is like dessert territory. Yes. Um, cinnamon raisin bread, pecan swirls, which are a little less good than cinnamon rolls, but we get it. Cranberry orange bread pudding, Mm. cinnamon bread, chocolate stars from Trader Joe's had those last year. And again, they're tiny. Mm. They're great. Um, brownies, brookies, and the Ghirardelli chocolate caramels. You got a good list of desserts, girlfriend. Wow. And I'm not even a sweet lover. I used to be, I kind of transitioned into salty, but I couldn't not give honor to those things. Yes. They all deserve to be on that list. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. So did you have any honorable mentions? I didn't. Not in the cookie category, okay. but probably in okay. like, especially the favorite songs category. It's, it's a tough yeah. one to narrow down for me. Okay. Let's go there next. Um, so mine, mine is a sampling. I have one favorite and then I couldn't rank the others. So it's just a list. So you, you start. Okay. So here's the thing. There are so many different like genres of Christmas music. I like I, I just don't even know where to begin, but I feel like we've got to give honor to like a sacred song first. So if we're talking mm-hmm. like just meaningful, impactful, Oh, Holy Night mm-hmm. gives me chills just about every time. Yeah. Love Oh, Holy Night. So that is probably going to go as my number one. I I agree with you. And the problem for my list is none of the classics are on here. Yes, I know. <laughs> like I have... I have so many, like everyone loves the classics, but I have so many favorites that aren't classics that I had to just be honest with who I was. So let's just be real about the fact that we love the classics. This is no shade to the classics because I'm kind of in the no. same boat. No, this is our personal, like make us feel things list. Yes. Like put the classics aside. Yes. This is our list. But we will still <laughs> okay. listen to the classics and honor the classics. Totally. Okay. So first one, my first one, all time favorite is Let It Be Christmas by Alan Jackson because I have like memories of being a kid and driving to Christmas Eve with that on the car, you know, in the car with my family. Like it's just my all time favorite. And I have like, there's no question. That's great. That's That's a good one. Yeah. So my next on the list, and this is kind of along the lines of like the nostalgia and the memories and all that. So my mom had like CDs and even before that VH, not VHS, good grief cassette tapes. (laughs) I'm dating myself because I don't know. I should know these things better than that. But anyway, um, but she had cassette tapes and she had this one Amy Grant cassette tape and it just Amy Grant Christmas music feels so classic to me. And so I loved her version of Little Town, like 
It's like the yeah. lyrics of Oh Little Town of Bethlehem, but a totally different melody to it. And I loved that as a kid so, so much. So I feel like that still yes. is like up there with my top songs. Yeah. And I really like a syncopated rhythm. And she, like that song has that, yes. if I'm not mistaken, like she, does. she does a great, great job with syncopated stuff. And so totally. Yes. And every time I hear it, I can like see the cassette tape cover, like the case and yeah. the picture. And I just, I love it so much nostalgia. Well, what's funny is she like she looks similar to my mom and her name is Amy. And so is my mom's. And so like every time I see her, like I think of my mom because my mom loves her music, too. Like who doesn't? So, yes. Yeah. Um, My second one or, you know, again, no ranking is He Shall Reign Forevermore (gasps) by by Chris Tomlin. And the reason why is it? Yes. He, the reason why is we would sing it at Heritage and I was back for our, our church that we went to together. I was back for some visit a couple of years ago and they sang like all of my favorites. And I was, I was thrilled because I love the way the Heritage, the way that Heritage does music. That makes me wonder, I wonder what year that was because there was one year where they sang literally like all of my favorites and I was like almost in tears and I wonder if it could have been I can tell the you the date. I'll I'll pull it up. I can tell you the date. It was in I think it was in 2018 because I looked it up to see if it was that song and it was. So I bet you. I mean, I'm sure I was probably there too. But I just remember there being a service that uh-huh. this is literally all my favorites, and that could have been the same one. Man. I mean, I was just back there in September, and when I tell you that, like, I know they've changed a bit, but the way that Heritage does music mm-hmm. is the way that I want to be part of every church, right? Like. It is just, it's so worshipful. They have the band slash orchestra, but it's just, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but I love it. Oh, that's so nice. You can come and visit. I love it. So yes, what's your next one? Okay. This is uh, along the same lines as the Amy Grant one. The other like classic Christian artist from probably when, you know, contemporary Christian was just becoming a thing was Michael W. Smith. And I love Gloria, which is like angels we have heard on high, but different. But his version, his song Gloria is just so much fun. It's got like it's so a good. choir behind it kind of as the backup vocals. And I I don't know. It just, if it comes on the radio, which doesn't happen that much, but if it does, there is no way I'm not listening to it. That's it. And so you'll like that my next one is by him. And um, he did a collaboration with Carrie Underwood. Okay. So all, all is well by Michael W. Smith and Carrie Underwood. And when I hear that song, like it brings me to tears every single time. I love it doesn't that matter music. Where, <laughs> where I am. Okay, so when I was in Virginia, they had Thank God by Lauren Daigle playing over the the speakers in Walmart. And I was tearing up and oh. I'm like, why, why do they do this to, to us? Only in the South would Lauren Daigle be playing Thank God. That <laughs> is so true. That is definitely this area. <laughs> yeah. But all is well is just like the way Carrie's voice hits the the note, it's just, it melts you. Mm. It melts me. Yeah. Love that. So one of mine was He Shall Reign, but now I don't have to count that because I have like all these ones. And oh, good. That's great that you took it. But anyway. Okay, great. Um, okay. There, it's like a draft. There is a song by Barlow Girl, which did you listen to Barlow Girl like I did as a teenager? Um, not as much as some people did, but I know exactly who you're talking okay. about. I liked them pretty well. I wasn't like a super yeah. fan, but I liked them. They sang this song. It's called Hallelujah, Light Has Come. It is gorgeous mm. and their harmonies are amazing. It's kind of got a little bit of like a mysterious, ominous sound to it, but it's just beautiful. I'm getting shivers talking about it. That's so silly, mm. but it's just so good. No. I love it so much. And it's not one that's very popular, they... but so good. No. I could not remember. There was one I was going to list on. I could not remember the title. My choir sang one that was similar. Oh, it might see. This is what happens when you talk to people. It might have been Light of the World, but it's it was one that's not very popular. I don't know. I still can't remember what it was, but but I loved it. It sounded like that, like a choir. Um, it was just beautiful. Mm. It's beautiful arranged. I love well, that. You know. Yeah. So. The next one on my list is Tennessee Christmas by Amy Grant. Good. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just nostalgic and wonderful. Yes. So, so if here's where my list just goes really wonky. Like I just kind of have a lot of scribbles of like, yes, no, this uh-huh. one, that one. But I think I'll give the next one to 
I can't decide if I should go like more contemporary or a little bit older. Can I? I'm gonna have an honorable I don't care. mention. Okay, listen, this is what I'm gonna do. Great. I'm gonna say Great. for this one, Chris Rice, "Welcome to Our World." <gasps> yes, I see. This is why it. I'm glad we're going back and forth. I love that song. It's just beautiful. Chris Rice has a couple oh. songs that just like touch my soul when I hear them come on, and he has such a gentle mm-hmm. voice. And oh man, I love that song. It's so good. Yeah, he played. Um, I think I he- first heard that in high school, and that I wasn't really. I didn't learn any like contemporary Christian songs until high school. Um, And that just melded me. Mm -hmm. And that kind of started like Chris Rice was kind of my intro into him and like Chris Tomlin and all the Chris's, but um, that's so cool. Yeah. That kind of entered me into the contemporary Christian music. Similarly, um, Jimmy Needham, clear the stage. Have you ever heard that? No, I don't think I have. Oh, that will break you in half. I need to look it up. (laughs) well, so I, I listened to it in high school. It's just like clear the stage. Like God is the only one who deserves our attention. Mm. And so between him and Chris Rice, like they changed my my high school years. Oh, so See, I love that. I love how music is yeah. like, I mean, literally the soundtrack of our lives. But it's just, it's yeah. amazing how it can change how you think about things or the things that you feel. Music is so powerful. Yeah, yeah. So, and my next one, which is funny, is not Christian at all. It's... um. So from Disney, it was from a show and it's called My Song for You by Bridget Mendler. And or I think Demi Lovato and one of the Jonases did it in one of the other shows. But um, it is it just melts me every time. And if it comes on, I am listening to it Aww. like I don't ever skip it. So I don't know, I don't know why, one, but, it's, but I'm sure it is. Oh, good. it's lovely. Yeah, I think I'm out of picks, but can I give some honorable mentions? Well, please. I feel like I'd be remiss to not mention Pentatonix because I just... Oh, totally. It's kind of one of those things where it's like I'll either turn on... If I'm working or something, I'll turn on either like the classics or like Pentatonix just on Apple Music, yeah. whatever, because they've done so many Christmas albums and it's just... It's a good background noise mm-hmm. for your day and it feels very Christmassy yeah. to me. And okay, here's something that I think is so interesting. Some songs... I don't know what it is about a song that makes it feel like Christmas. Like it could be bells or something, but there are some people who will like make a song that sounds Christmassy in modern days. And I'm like, I don't know how they do that because to me, Christmas is so much defined by the classics. Like the classics Mm -hmm. show us what it is to sound Christmassy, but then there's certain artists that capture it. And I don't know. I think Pentatonix does that well where they are doing classics too, but there's just something about it that gives me a general Christmassy feeling. And I really like that. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think, I mean, adding sleigh bells can make something sound Christmassy, but like when I'm searching for Christmas music to use for the show, it's, it's so weird how something can sound Christmassy yes. and not be, um, they could play a not Christmas song and make it sound Christmassy. Yes, and I think so, that's an art. Yeah. I respect it. Yeah. Yeah, and I like I would feel wrong not mentioning because I have a couple song honorable mentions, but like not mentioning Dave Barnes, like I or even Lady Eight, like I yeah. love a country Christmas sound, but Dave Barnes isn't country. He's I don't even know people call it soft rock. I don't I don't know, but his man, I love his music. Like he's probably one of my favorite artists all time, and so I feel weird not mentioning one of his songs. Um, but again, so much is influenced by by our past. Yes, so much. My so. other honorable mention, there is a soundtrack, I guess, or or album or something on Apple Music that's just called, I think, Jazz for the Holidays. And it is mm-hmm. just the best classic jazz. Like it has a couple of those songs from Charlie Brown that like just mm-hmm. the piano music. It's just just yeah. good jazz. And I will listen to that on repeat, like when I'm making dinner at home or just like I feel like every evening when I go home around Christmas time, I just turn that on in the background. And there's no words. It's just music and it's just beautiful. And that's it. Having a good playlist, like you just sometimes need background stuff. Yes. And that it's so hard to sometimes like I get tired of the classics like the classic pop songs on the radio and I at work one year we had a really good mix like they would mix non-Christmas with Christmas and it was excellent um so two two of my honorable mentions were Through Your Eyes by Susie Boggess and the reason why is my mom always had it playing and so me and my brother like just adopted that as our favorite um and it's just sweet it talks about how like Christmas through a little girl's eyes like the mom is looking at the little girl and wanting to see Christmas through her eyes and it's really sweet oh 
Yes. And then Deck the Halls Instrumental by Courier Knives, by A Courier Knives Christmas is the title. And it's not the one everybody finds. Like, you have to go really digging because we have the CD of it. Um, It's under their favorite holiday instrumentals album. But it is so, we were talking about syncopated music. Mm. When I first heard it, I like, I grinned real, real big. I heard it in high school, I think. And it's just brilliant the way they like have this sleigh. You you hear the like horse horse click and the everything is just brilliant. Oh, and so, that's great. Yeah, brilliantly done. My other honorable mention is there is a an album again that's called Music Inspired by the Story. Are you familiar with it? No. It is basically an album that is inspired by the story of the Bible and they have like songs by mm-hmm. each pivotal Bible character basically singing wow. from their perspective. Oh my word. It is so good. And they have one mm-hmm. and they have like Christian artists who do them. So I think Stephen Curtis Chapman has a song on there. I think um Oh man, I'm blanking on Is it Andrew Peterson? I don't Andrew know Peterson if he has one, but there's okay. multiple. I mean, I think Mercy Me might have done one. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's a there's a bunch. Of, cool. it's, I'm not doing it justice, but Francesca Battistelli does the one that's oh. from Mary's perspective, and it's called Be Born yeah. in Me. Yes. It is beautiful, and it makes me yeah. cry. And it's just like each of the songs on there they capture both like the very immediate feelings of what Bible characters would have been feeling, but also overarching Mm. themes that you feel like resonate with any believer. And man, they're powerful. Like it starts with like Adam and Eve in the garden after they've sinned. And, and then it just goes through like Abraham has one. And I think Daniel in the lines, I mean, just so many, I don't know. You got to listen to this album. It's so good. Yeah. That's so cool. And I guess all the artists wrote one as part of it. I don't know if they wrote, I actually think that, oh man. I think that there it's was okay. one to know. boy. I don't want to give credit to the wrong artist. There's one artist that I think wrote mm-hmm. most of it, and I don't think she even had a song on it necessarily. But I think she like mm-hmm. wrote the songs. So I don't know. Anyway, I need to do my research on it. But all I can say is, if you any listener has not listened to that album, it is a journey, and it's so powerful. And I feel like I've listened to it before on a road trip, like where you've got time. Mm-hmm. But to just listen through that is woo, so good, so good. Man, so good to know. Uh, and I've loved Francesca Battistelli since like she was since before she was cool. Yes, you know, yes. like since high school. Oh yeah. So, oh, she had a song called "Hundred More Years," like talking about a girl like yes. getting married. <gasps> oh, I love that song. So me in high school. Oh, I know. So uh, good. Yes. Okay. As a matter of fact, that I was think a lot my of feelings. Sister may have had her first dance at her wedding to that song. Could be misspeaking, but boy, that is a beautiful song. Yes, if if it's not that, it's probably I loved her first. Like it's it's got to be one of those. Two. I know, but I feel like a lot of people did. I loved her first, and I had not heard Hundred More Years done as much. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, man, somebody's got to jump on that one because oh, oh yeah, so good. Well, here I loved I loved her first for a, a while, and then my dad at one point, who is not very sentimental, he he just he's like Taylor he wanted me to listen to that song and I could tell he was getting choked up. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I didn't know he knew this song. Aww. So that was so sweet. Dad's getting choked up, man. That gets me I know. so much. I know. Um, okay. So now that our, our emotions are wrapped up in songs, um, we, we listed five favorite Christmas ornaments or decor pieces. Yes. So go for it. For me, decor is so deeply rooted in like, family traditions and memories and heirlooms and especially like tied to my grandparents. So Mm -hmm. I was blessed to have a gaggle of grandparents just because we, my mom, um, her parents had divorced when she was younger, but that meant that I got um, Mm -hmm. two additional grandparents than what most people have. Plus I knew two of my great grandmas. And so I just have, I don't know. I've had some very special relationships with grandparents and I have, our family just has some really special pieces because, um, my mom inherited a lot from her grandma, my great grandma. She was a classy lady. I just, she was so neat and her home was so cool. It was a tiny, tiny house in Allentown, Pennsylvania, but 
it was always decorated with just the coolest things. I don't know. She just, she had, okay, so I'm rambling, but the one thing that I have from her that is like my crucial Christmas piece that I pull out is this, it's, we call it a Christmas ball, but it's like a almost picture like a disco ball, except it's like clear plastic that's all textured. So it sends off like kind of like a prism type effect. It has Mm -hmm. like this shiny brassy like base and top. It is the most gaudy decor ever. And it's so funny (laughs) because I pulled this out the first Christmas when Joey and I were married and he was like so shocked that I liked this thing because I'm kind of minimalistic. Yeah. Kind of a little bit more like boho, like not gaudy, shiny. And this thing is filled with lights inside that are all different colors, like red, green, blue, yellow. It is so gaudy and it is magical. And the lights flash like alternating. I I cannot tell you why, except it's all the nostalgia because my great grandma Mm -hmm. had one and then she passed one on to my mom. And then it's awesome because there were three somehow in the family. And so my mom and my sister and I each have one. And it's just, that is Christmas to me. Like if the Christmas ball is out, it is Christmas. That's so cool. I love that. Well, mine is similarly a little, um, like a little something, you know, an ornament of sorts. So is that an ornament? No, it's like it sits on a table. It plugs into the wall. It's just this weird, I don't even know what class of decor you call it, but it's, (laughs) I don't know how to describe it. It might be like basketball sized. Like it is not a modest thing. This is a big, rambunctious, gaudy decor and I love it so much. (laughs) That's so funny. I was thinking like baseball size. No, it is big. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Well, okay. So mine is not, not similar. Um, mine is small and it's probably about the size of a baseball, but it's this little, like, do you know the gold, like metal die cast laser cut ornaments? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we have one and it's, um, and I, I've never seen anything like it and have not found anything like it. It is a little nativity scene. Oh. And then in behind it, it has um like this. It's So it's a gold ornament with a gold nativity scene. And then behind it, there's a silver metal that's like got rays. Like it looks like sunshine rays coming out of the manger. Mm. And it it's like uh, each ray is like a rainbow. So it's not colored, but it's like holographic. That's um, cool. So it's so cool. And for, for ever, that has been my favorite. I don't know why, but it just, because I love, like as a kid, I love things that glowed. I like things that lit up and I like things that like were holographic and, you know, that kind of yeah. thing. So it just became my favorite and it has always been. That's so cool. So was that always yeah. your ornament or was that like something that belonged to your family? It's the family ornament, but I don't think anyone loves it as much as I do. So I'll probably end up getting it when, <laughs> you know, something happens. Yeah. Right. So. So for now, it'll stay on my parents' tree. Do you put up a tree yourself? Um, if you like when you were in college or things like that, have you like put up your own tree or is it mainly only if you're like home, like with family, like a big old tree? That's that's a good question. So right now I'm I'm at home and we have the family right, Christmas right. tree. Um, but I will usually set up a small like I mean, and actually my next item is, so it's a mini Christmas tree from my cousin. Okay. So it has a little, um, a little like base of like plaid, which who cares? Um, but it's, it's a very minimalist looking tree and it's not one of the ones. And I actually got a couple that are like six inch, you know, that look like a big tree, but are small. Um, this isn't, it's more, it has different kind of branches, more like, I don't know how to describe it, like sticks versus like brush, brush things. Anyway. It's real cute, and it's a lot more minimalistic, like a lot less branches than the typical tree. Okay. And so I, I wrapped little lights around it um, and a little ribbon around it, and that's, like, that's my thing. That's I'll put so it up cute. in a windowsill all season, and when that's up, like, it's the holidays. I'll have a little candle near it, and um, it's so it's so cute. That sounds great. I love that. Yeah. So that was my second item. Okay. So I think my second item – so this is less about a specific item and more about a tradition, so a little bit of a rabbit trail. But Joey and I have mm-hmm. started a tradition of giving each other an ornament each year. And then oh. we bought a little Instax, like, camera, the ones that take, like, the Polaroid-type yeah. photos. And so we've kept, like, a little book of – uh, we take a photo of each new ornament that we get each year. Like, cause sometimes like his mom will give us one just about every year, or sometimes my mom will give us one, but we'll take pictures of each of the ornaments we get that year and then put them in the little book and write like, you know, this was from Aaron to Joey 2018 or whatever. So we just have a record of like what year we gave what ornaments. 
And that whole like tradition is one of my favorite pieces of decor. It's, you know, just the fact that we like get to do that together every year and then pull out those ornaments when we're decorating a tree is so fun to me. I love that. And I love a, a written record of something. Yes. And so like having, so I just found um, this app called day one and it gives you like each day you can just like type whether it's one sentence or paragraphs of what happened that day. That's so smooth. And I've, it's so great because I've been doing, this is so weird and I've, this probably makes me sound like a crazy person, but I've l- put those little snippets in my alarms every day. So like my clock app is full. I mean, like of hundreds of these little like snippets oh, wow. because I never delete them. Well, but it's overwhelming because now I couldn't like set an alarm without scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. <laughs> so it, it drove me nuts. So, so this app, now I can see it as a calendar like I can export it as a pdf like before all of it's just like a screenshot like that's not helpful um it's this is brilliant so I'm in the process of transferring all of these little things into that into the app that's so cool I so to what you said I love a written record and the fact that you like I love collecting ornaments so I asked my mom years ago like where did you get all the ornaments from and she said well you kind of just collect them over the years so ever since then I travel a lot and so every place I go I try to get a Christmas ornament I used to collect um, like keychains and that was doing me no good because yeah. I don't carry keychains. Sure. So, so the Christmas ornaments was a brilliant idea. And so now I have a small collection of little, little ornaments. That's which great. I love. I love that idea yeah. of getting things from the places you've traveled to. Cause what a great way to remember them in like such a pretty aesthetic right. way. Right. And I'm a sentimental person anyway. So that leads into my number three is the Christmas tree. I just love decorating I love like nobody else in my family really likes decorating the tree. So I will take a night when no one's home and decorate the tree, put on my favorite music. And it's just my favorite thing. I'll have a cup of hot chocolate or something. So what camp are you in? Real tree or artificial? I have always wanted a real tree, but I never grew up with one. Um, So I still do art. We still do artificial and I'll probably continue that and get something that smells like fur or something because that I love that Fraser fur scent. So it, you don't have to fight with a real tree and the, the fake trees come pre-lit. So yes. I think I'm on a fake tree train. I, but sometime in my life, I will go down and cut a tree, hopefully with a husband. You know, I would love to do that. Yes, that's fun. I, I honestly yeah. have no strong feelings either way. Joey's pretty staunchly yeah. real tree. And so we've never wow. had an artificial one, but I grew up using an artificial one and I don't mind it at all. But I do like a real tree no. and I do love the smell. And so we have done that for a couple of the years, but honestly, we have not put up a tree. I, let me see. Last year we did, but I think for really? like one or two years, we didn't put one up just because we were so busy. And that makes me so sad. Yeah. So then we did not last year. We were like, no, we're doing this. We're getting a tree and we're putting it up. And we did. So, yeah. And here's the thing, like in 2020, we hadn't even put up the tree till the 16th or something. And my parents were like, well, what's the use? Like, it's going to be too weird. And I was like, no, no. (laughs) Right. Like, I was like, I will put it up even though no one's coming over. Even like, I was like, I want it. And even after I did it, people were like, yeah, we really like, we do like seeing the lights. We like seeing it, you know, it's just something about it. And so I, you can even, even if you have a real tree, you can put a small fake one somewhere else. Like I know families who do two, if not more trees and decorate them differently, like have all one type of ornament, like kids ornaments all on the one tree or something. So yes, you can do all kinds of different things. Definitely. So I don't know whose turn it is. You go. (laughs) Okay. Cause I've been talking a lot. I I feel like anytime you mention something, I've got like all these things. I know know, me too. But I think the next one on my list is probably going to be, so my one, my Nana, my mom's mom passed away this past year. And she, one of the things that we've been in the process of cleaning out her house and taking things that we could keep and and all that. And so one of the things that I snagged was this set that is, they're called snow babies and they're like porcelain, off-white. They look like little, like baby faces, but dressed up like in these little snowy looking outfits. It is the weirdest thing ever. But I, I don't know. I think what I'm learning from talking this through is that I actually love eccentric decor. That's probably actually my personality with <laughs> Christmas. But they're just really cute and they're in all different poses. Like some of them will be like holding mittens out to the other. Some will be ice skating. Some I don't oh. know. They're just cute and they're kind of funky looking. But it, she had a whole set that she'd collected over years. And that's something that I love is sets of things. Like I've realized mm-hmm. I like little individual trinkets, but 
the idea of having a whole set that all goes together. I don't feel like our generation really does stuff like that as much anymore. Like, Mm -mm. I don't know. I've never really built a collection of something. So I think when somebody else has, I just have so much appreciation for that. So I snagged those and they probably will take up most of the open space that I'll have to use for Christmas decor, but I feel like it's worth it because they're so cohesive and so cute. I don't know. So that's something I'm excited about. I've never used them before, but I grew up seeing them in her home and loving them. And so now I get to incorporate that into my home this year. I love that. Are they tiny? They're, yeah, maybe like smaller than the size of my hand. So they're kind of small, but they're not teeny tiny. But I'm excited. I like when people create a scene. So like yes. um, a friend of mine, his mom will do like she will have a whole They, I guess it's like a a wall, but it's a fireplace, you know, like it's clear on both sides, yeah. like a half wall. And she'll decorate the entire top of the Christmas scene. And then upstairs she has she took um, fish bowls and she took a big one, middle one and small one and made a snowman and then has little scenes in that oh, and cute. then put a hat on it. I love so that. I've seen that on Pinterest and then she had one. And so when I was there, she she bought me that little fish bowls at Hobby Lobby and then helped. She's like, take whatever you want and, and created oh, my own little. So it was so fun. Yeah, I love that. So fun. On the globe note, my um, anybody who knows almost anyone who knows me knows I love snow globes yes. um, because I make them. And so, you know, I make tiny ones. I love anything that's tinier than it should be or larger than it should be. And so um Aside from my tiny snow globes that I absolutely love, usually they're like about an inch tall or less. Um, I have uh, several snow globes I love, but I got one a few years ago that was, um, what's the the brand that like, not Toys R Us, but the store in New York, F.A. Schwartz. Yes, okay. So, <laughs> sorry. It's an F.A. Schwartz, um, F.A.O. Schwartz. Yes, yes. Big, big um, snow globe. And it's probably, I, I'm not good at measurements, two to three feet tall. <gasps> wow. I mean, it's huge, but it's on a pedestal. And so, so it's just, for some reason, I love the pedestal. I love anything unique that's not the typical, like, oh, dollar store snow globe. Um, it's on this black pedestal and you can turn it on because who's going to shake that thing? Right. You can, you can hit the button and it, it just like blows the snow light and there's a little like white light in it. My favorite. That's like, I love so it. Cute. I will run it. Like, if I'm home on a Saturday during the Christmas season, like, I'll just run it all day. Like, I, I, who cares about the batteries? I love it. Um, so, yeah. So, you see a little snow in the lights. And then um, I never cared for the music ones. Like, it just doesn't matter to me. So, I love that. And then just a couple weeks ago, I got a small version of a pedestal one, which I had never seen before. Um, and I'm working on making a tiny one. But a small version. It's probably about a foot tall. Okay. And it's got a little globe on a little pedestal and it doesn't light up or, you know, blow its own snow, but it's really fun. And it's, it's super basic. It's, um, like silver on the bottom and then it has a like black metal tree inside. Oh, cute. So it's like, can go with any decor. I really like simple. And so, yeah. That's amazing. I love that. Yeah. The next on my list is, I think just like dishes, like serving dishes Mm. and things that have been passed along through my family like my mom has a lot from my great grandma and then we have some like from my Nana, like I just got a platter that I think I can put Christmas cookies on or something. So I love that. But I feel like at all the holidays, we just always pull out like the nicer dishes that you don't use on an everyday basis, but that maybe are even Mm -hmm. holiday themed or I don't know, we have a lot of Thanksgiving dishes from my great grandma too, but we also have Christmas ones. Like there's just funky things too, like this snowman one that it's like the top of it is a jug basically for cream and then the bottom of it is Mm -hmm. for sugar and it like lifts off the top and then in his hand is a little shovel that's what you scoop the sugar with and like its top hat has the pour spout for the cream and it's just like bizarre Uh, little things that they don't really make stuff like that anymore I don't think and it's just I don't know it's so fun I don't think we even ever use it for cream and sugar but it's usually out at Christmas and that just makes me feel so Christmassy inside and it just I feel this tie back through my family, like thinking about how my grandparents or great grandparents would have celebrated holidays. And it just makes me remember them because, you know, most of them have passed away now. So I love that the holidays give me an excuse to pull out things that make me think of them. Yeah. It's like everybody has those, um, like big ceramic trees Yeah, <laughs> and, and now they're everywhere. Yes. Like you can get a little one, big one, you get all kinds of things, but, but yeah, it's those things that make us nostalgic for, for Christmas's past yes. that 
um, really stick with us. I think that's true for everybody. And it's so fun for me too. Like every once in a while, we'll pull out old pictures, like from my grandparents' era when they were younger, and you'll see mm-hmm. the pieces of decor. It's like this thing's mm-hmm. right beside me right now, but it was in this picture from like 50 years ago. There is just nothing oh. that gives me like chills like that. I just think it's so special yeah. to have, you know, these things that outlive us that can just go through the generations. That's why that's why I find antique stores so fascinating. Yes. You just like see this thing is 100 years old and it's I my favorite thing to do is open a book, an old book and see when it was printed because like you just you just never know what you're going to get. Yes. I love that. I just yeah. you think about how many lives this object has lived, you know? Like how yeah. what path has it traveled to get to me today? Totally. So I guess my my last one is a mix of two. So I just recently got a Cape May uh, on my birthday weekend. I got a Cape May fireside ornament. So Cape May is the one of my favorite beach towns near me. Okay. And um, they had, I mean, it's just a little insignia of Cape May at the top, but then it's this, again, metal die cut because I love metal die cut ornaments, 3D. Um, it's a fireplace, which again, I absolutely love like anything fireplace, anything like that. And it's, it's just really pretty and it's colored too. So it's not just metal. So it's, it's just this beautiful little fireplace thing. All of those things in the one ornament made me happy. Um, and then my mom had this little snowman on a, I don't know, it's this like plush, like old looking snowman, you know, like the, the vintage looking snowman with two like skis in his hands. And then he sits it's hard to describe but he sits on like this little pedestal and if you push it the right way his like arms move and and so with his skis it looks like he's skiing so yeah one of my favorite things cute yeah so and that was my list Uh, aside from everything else that I could have listed those are my those are my favorites yes oh I like all of our lists I do too I love how nostalgic it is I'm going to really love listening back to this because I love hearing your perspective on yours too it's just fun. I know. I can't wait to listen back and hear yours again, too, because we're talking so fast and it's like sparking new memories and stuff. Uh-huh. And I like to ruminate on it, too, after it's over. I know. Well, um, this is very fun. I love I love that we get to do this. I love that you said yes, too. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a blast. And I feel very much in the Christmas spirit right now. <laughs> Good. You're welcome back anytime. So Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.